Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by the Science Ambassador Scholarship, Cards Against Humanity's Full Ride Scholarship for Women Studying STEM. Woo! Woohoo! Applications open in September. You can sign up to be notified at scholarship.org. If you can't apply, please tell someone who is eligible to apply. Jen, you know what I realized? Hmm. People are going to listen to this episode in September. Oh, my God. Applications are open for the Science Ambassador Scholarship. Not yet. September 18th. Oh. So we'll probably post this episode before then. Oh. I hope so. Otherwise, something's gone wrong. Well, fuck. I liked your singing, though. Thank you. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Part two of Odd Human Out. Yeah. Right? Did I do it? You did it. Yes! (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So this is weird. Hello again, Jen. We recorded the last episode like 20 minutes ago. Right. And we we started that episode by explaining that I burnt my tongue. Yes. And it's not better because it was only like an hour ago that I did this. And I really was hoping I'd be able to say like, hey, everyone, just a few updates. Really important. The skin grew back on my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) However, I'm unable to say that. In that 20 minute break we took, you've been drinking fruit juice and like cold things. You've been taking care of yourself. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm going to be okay. Wait a minute, you also had hot soup. Yeah, I guess I'm not in that much. I mean, it didn't taste great. Did, it, did you taste anything? Sort of. I mean, I tasted a lot of salt because it was those cheap ramen noodles that like you have when you have, are in college. And I will say this. I, I boiled the water and I almost, <laughs> I boiled the water in the microwave. And I, uh, but I couldn't tell if it was boiling or not. So I kind of reached a finger out to like test it. And then I pulled my hand away. I was like, oh my God, you almost just hurt yourself again. (laughs) You almost just really hurt yourself twice in the same way. And I was like, are are you, are you okay today? You're not really (laughs) aware of what you're doing or saying, which is a great like frame of mind to be into recording a podcast. Um, I just realized that on our last episode, we were, we talked about being an odd man out and this person. Uh, was was talking about how um she or he had or they had a roommate uh-huh. that was very messy and they had a problem situation and their their living space was very very stressful. I didn't mention the fact that I actually just moved <laughs> and like I just resolved my shitty situation that I brought up in the last episode. Oh yeah, no, you mentioned your new apartment though. Oh, did I? Yeah, you said it's like vacation when you live there. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, you yeah. brought it up. I've only lived there. 24 hours. And you're so happy. And I'm, I'm so, so happy. happy for you. And I'm so sore. I unpacked all my boxes all by myself because I couldn't sleep. So I just unpacked boxes literally for about 14 hours straight. How are the cats doing in the new space? Uh, they are doing so good, Jen. Really? So I don't know. Even Stumpy? Yes, both Even of them. Duggo? Duggo, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> so I Roma and Dargo. Stumpy and Duggo. <laughs> and Dougie. <laughs> they are uh, they are doing well. I don't know if it's because they haven't yet carved out territory. I don't know if it's because they're less stressed out because they're sh- they're not they're no longer sharing their space with um I don't know, maybe twenty different tribes of ant and uh some silverfish and uh So when you say carve out your territory, do you also have to do this? You mean like no, I don't have any t- territory in my apartment. Got it. It all either belongs to uh, Doogie or to Growth Beast. So, okay. So, like, you, they, they get out, like, their little stakes with their flags. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is mine. Yep. Okay. Is it, like, risk? 
like the board game risk? Do they like try and get territories from one another? So, so I don't know how it's working out this time because in my last apartment, some of the windows were broken and not all of them had screens. So I could only open one window for them to look out of. So they'd constantly fight over being in that window. I know. That is so funny. It's, so, it's sad is what it is. This is my window. <laughs> but now yeah. there are five windows that with they screens can, in them. Oh my God. Yeah, okay, yeah. so let's imagine Stumpy at her window. Yes. And Doug goes like, I want this window. He doesn't want it anymore. He's got his own. I got my own window. Yeah, yeah. And peace was restored. Yeah. Um, and they actually, um, so they, they've, they're like siblings. They fight sometimes. They're cool sometimes. Uh, most of the time, they just kind of ignore each other. Um, they'll sleep um, maybe about a foot away from each other. So like, <laughs> so it's like they like knowing that each other is there. Yeah. But don't fucking touch me. Yeah, understandable. Like I need my space. Yeah. It's cute. But one thing I really love about them is, so Roma is three-legged, small, you know, seven seven pounds. Dargo's enormous, has all of his legs. <laughs> In order to make her happy, sometimes he will so much stay out of her way that he won't walk past her. He'll jump clear over her. Wow. So that she, so, so that she'll, he'll not be in her way. And so all day, it's, I hear thump, 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 and boom, whoosh. And then land, and it's just Roma's walking around. Dargo has a place to be, but he doesn't want to bother her, so he just leaps clear over her. Let this be a lesson to all men. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. Just go go out of your way and physically strain yourself as much as you can. To leave women alone. To leave women alone. Thank you. So, again, this is part two of our two-part series about being the odd person out. So there's, like, a group, and... Or something, and you're you're feeling like, oh God, like my space, my territory, everything that I am is being invaded upon. Or just like Roma. Just like Roma. <laughs> There's so many lessons that my cats can teach us. So, Jen, if you'd like to read question one of part two, I'm gonna do that. <clears throat> A friend of mine, whom I've known for over eight years, met in high school, stayed in touch through college, has a habit of inviting herself over to my apartment now that we are out of school and living on our own. I moved into my apartment last November. About three months ago, she moved into my neighborhood and lives two streets down. This close proximity has prompted her to invite herself over to my apartment more often, whether that be texting me to come over or asking to come over slash stay after hanging out with our group of friends. Like, can I come over for a little while? Mind if I stay for a little while? Why don't we go to your place? Most of the time when she comes over, we talk about conflicts she's facing. I am perfectly happy to talk through issues she is having, but I find the amount of emotional labor I exert is never reciprocated. I have tried to develop a balance by saying no, but I can't say no every time, especially when she asks at least two two to three times a week. Her constant intrusion into my home is getting to be overwhelming. My question, what does the conversation look like to set my boundaries without harming or breaking the friendship? My boundary is her not inviting herself over to my apartment. Okay, so this I think is super solvable. I'm really excited to go into this because very rarely I would say there's a clear cut, let's fucking do this. And And I feel that there is one for this. So first of all, let's talk about the fact that this asker said, I can't say no every time. You actually can say no every time. You can say it every time. You can say no every time. And I picked up something interesting when I read this question again, which is that it says they just graduated college, right? Yes. Okay. That means the friend is still in college swing by your dorm mode. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely, Jen. Yeah. You're, you, she, and she's two streets down. It's like treating, it's like a campus again. Right. And it is no big deal to swing by someone's dorm for the most part. But it is a bigger deal to have someone into your home. 
So anyway, back to what Trin was saying. You can say no every time. That is an option. Like saying no every single time she has to come over is something you can do. You made it clear that you don't want to say no every time. It sounds like you want to say no some of the time or maybe most of the time and not feel guilty for it. So this sounds like the metafilter conversation that we bring up a lot that we've always found very helpful, which is the ask culture versus guess culture. This is so interesting. Yeah, I love this. So basically, this was a long conversation on metafilter that we've consistently found really helpful in trying to understand people who are asky and people who don't want to say no. Just to familiarize you, if this is your first time hearing it, people who are ask culture have no problem asking for things or asking you to come over or asking for anything, really, because they don't care if the person says no. They are not asking a question under the assumption that the answer will say yes. So there's no stress to them either way. So they'll ask. And if it works out, it does. And if it doesn't, it's fine. It's like, whatever. They could say no. That's the reason why I asked. Yeah, they ask and didn't just come to the door. Right. I think that's an important detail. Right. So guess culture, which we also call Midwest culture. Yep. <laughs> is uh, never asking. Never asking for anything. face got so serious and her eyes so wide, and that is exactly what it is like to be a Midwesterner. Midwesterner my entire life. Yeah. We don't fucking ask. I would rather (laughs) throw myself in front of a bus than ask you for a favor. Or even like, so so, uh, guest culture. Here's a great example of a guest culture person. They'll be uh, at your house for some unknown reason. They don't even know why they're there. Uh They took their shoes off at the door. Oh, my God. And uh, they are that so... That means they're staying a while. Oh, God. <laughs> and they are so thirsty, but they, they don't know where your cups are, and they just don't want to ask you for a glass of water. It would be just too much stress. They don't want to impose. <laughs> they're so, so thirsty. Their throat is dry. They're having a hard time speaking because their lips are drying out, and they really want a glass of water. But it's just too weird, and they, do- they just don't want to give you extra work. So there are drawbacks to being either. So ASCII people can sometimes come off as imposing or asking too much when they think that saying somebody saying no to them is like no big deal. So if they ask an ask person and the ask person says no, both of them are totally comfortable with that situation. What's the problem? Guest culture often doesn't get what they need. They often go without help because they just feel too weird about it. Their friends sometimes just don't understand them as well because they don't voice what they need as often. But they also don't come off as imposing as much, and they can often be seen as more polite if more reserved. There are good things and drawbacks of being either. There's no wrong way to be. The most guess person, the most Midwestern person I know other than myself, she told me once, this is how she explained it to her to her partner who is from Berkeley, California. Oh, wow. Who had no understanding of this Midwestern cute little quirk we do. She said, I always assume that I am imposing or intruding until someone assures me I am not. Even if they assure me, I probably won't believe them. Exactly. So it sounds to us like there's a breakdown in communication between the friend who is ASCII, who's an ask culture person, and the asker, who uh, ironically is the guest culture person in this Mm -hmm, situation. mm -hmm. So the first thing we want to do is to assure you that there is not as much stress on the end of the person receiving the no than there is to you giving it. So when you say no and you feel uncomfortable with it, realize that that's your own discomfort. You're not causing them stress or discomfort by saying no. It is so, so unlikely that they will see your no and be like, she hates me. Yeah. She doesn't want to be my friend anymore. That's not going to happen. Because for you, if you were to ask your friend, hey, can I come over? You would only ask that 
if you were one in desperate need Mm -hmm. of seeing somebody and two, if you assumed that all signs pointed to them saying yes. So if they were to say no to you asking, you'd be shocked because you would need all the stars to align for you to ever ask that question. (laughs) I'm laughing in recognition. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like I'm kind of crumpling in on myself being like, God, I would never invite myself. Nope. Over. Unless I like had a gift. Right. And then I would still be like, is it okay if I stop by for two minutes and give you a million dollars? I'm sorry. I literally did that today, actually. Really? Yeah. So my um, one of my very best friends in the world, her amazing daughter is having a birthday party today. And I'm so sore from packing and I'm so tired and I just had like other shit to do. And I was like, I, I absolutely I can't make it today. Can I please stop by tomorrow after work and drop off the present and leave? And I know my my best friend would is probably going to want me to like hang out for a little while and yeah. like say hi, which I would love to do, you know, but I would never assume. Right. Never. Right, right, right. I'm literally bringing presents and I would never assume. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing presents and I'm still not sure if they want me to stop by. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that all of this is just to say that the discomfort that you feel in saying no is your own. And that's fine. And that's valid to feel discomfort. And it's totally good to like work out a way for you to feel less discomfort with this. But you're not harming your friend by saying no. Yes. Well said, Trin. I want you to understand the harmlessness of saying no. Why don't we go through some some handy dandy scripts? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. there's two ways I look at this that we can take road one or road two, because road one is how to say no when they ask. Road two is going directly to what the asker actually asked. The asker said, I need to set my boundary that inviting herself over to my apartment. Is it okay?" This is what you can say via text or in person. And it might feel unnatural, but you're still going to do it. Wait, let me let me be the friend. And then, uh, and then okay. you answer. Okay. Okay. I've got my phone out because I'm texting you. Okay. Bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop. Hey, Jen, I've got um, season three of Entourage on DVD. And I've got a bag full of red velvet, low fat Oreos. Let's hit it at your place. Seven o'clock. <laughs> okay. First question. You watch Entourage. Uh, second point, my second, which just means you can't come over. Okay, but really, uh, oh, thanks for thanks for that. No, that doesn't make sense. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting silly. Okay, take it down now. Take it down. But, like we literally have a. Here's what's funny about this: we literally have a list in front of us that we made of things we can say. But I've thrown off Jen so much because <laughs> I can't get over the fact that Trent's pretending to watch Entourage by pretending. <laughs> That I watch Entourage. It's just like, who are you? She can't even read anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this now. Okay, well, let's try it one more time. I, I have a better one that's more neutral. I got a more neutral one. Uh, hey, Jen, I've got uh, the last season of Seinfeld on DVD and a box of saltines. So <laughs> <laughs> so you want to have a white person afternoon. <laughs> and I've got a flavorless seltzer water that we can pound so 7.30, your place. Uh, leave your dog in the bedroom. <laughs> You're killing me. I'm crying. Okay. I hate Seinfeld, but I'm going to ignore that. I don't actually like Seinfeld either. Yeah. But let's, 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 yeah. Okay. How about Frasier? Frasier, I hate too. Okay. I it, like it even though it's terrible. So no no matter what the TV It doesn't matter, is, right, Trent? It doesn't matter. Yeah. What would you say? <laughs> 
I would say tonight isn't good for me, but I'll see you at the name of gathering this weekend. That's great. I'll see you at the Seinfeld convention this weekend. (laughs) Or or here's another one. Um, I could actually use some introvert time tonight. Or I could use some introvert time this week. And I've never, maybe it's just this says something about my friend group, but I've never had someone not understand that. Right. Yeah. They've always been like, oh, nice. Enjoy your time. Have a bath. Well, and, and let's say I responded negatively to that. It's like, introvert time, you don't feel like you can, like, relax with me around? Oh, I would say, <laughs> I'm so bad at improvising with you because I just burst out laughing every time you do this. It's not, so so listeners, it's not that Jen is bad at, at improvising. It's that she cannot have that, that, you know, like, the suspense of disbelief. She doesn't have that with me at all. She's like, entourage? Saltines? Who are you? Seinfeld? What? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to look away from you and pretend you're someone else. Okay. Oh, no. Introvert time doesn't mean I can't relax with you. It means I can't relax with anyone. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's perfect. I, oh, I just need to recharge and be by myself. It, I love you so much. It's not It's not personal. Cool. Okay. Hey, Jen. Um, I've got uh, some fancy new teas to try out. I'll see you at your place at 8 p.m. Oh, that sounds great. Um, let's do it this weekend, actually. I could use some time alone tonight. Great. I love this. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it also, if they're sad, because they said they always talk about their conflict. Oh, right, let's do that. Let's, okay, do, that let's do that one. Hey, Jen, I just had a big fight with my boyfriend. He wants me to immigrate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, come over right now and let's talk about this. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> do you want to switch places? Yeah. I mean, I did okay. <laughs> Great. I warmed up to it. You don't. Okay, don't get me wrong. You are honestly doing great, and I'm having such a good time. To the point, where <laughs> I want to do it. We're both crying. I know. Oh, I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying. Okay, I want to. I want to do it now. Wait, we do what? Invite myself to your. Oh, okay, apartment. do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Trin. I'm allergic to cats, <laughs> but I want to hang out with you, so I'm going to come over. Do you think that's a good idea? I'll sneeze all over your stuff. <laughs> what? That seems like something I would say. Oh, God. Okay. Now I understand your pain. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jen. Uh, That's be- weird. <laughs> that was a weird thing to say. Hey, Jen, you're fucking strange. Uh, hey, Jen, honestly, I don't have the emotional energy tonight. Um, work was really rough all week. Uh, and I'd like to to just plant myself face down on my couch and uh, then plant myself face down into a bowl of graham crackers. <laughs> You could be funny about it is the other thing. Yeah. Like, this doesn't have to be super stressful. It could really just be like, I need to pound a bag of marshmallows because I am so stressed out right yeah, now. Yeah, I need to be in the bathtub right. alone. <laughs> you can't get in this bathtub yeah, with me It's today. a one-person tub. It's a one-person tub. Like they, Oh, they actually, they do make two and three and four-seater tubs. Hot tubs. Hot tubs. I don't have a hot tub. I don't either. <laughs> I've never been in a hot tub. Ever? No, that was a joke. Yeah. That was just a joke. But it would be a very interesting train quirk if you've never been in a hot tub. Do you remember? I I didn't sound that surprised. I would be like, oh, you've never been in a hot tub? Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) So Jan and I have a mutual friend uh, who didn't know what hot chocolate was when he was like 22. That sounds like a, I'm just going to say Daniel. There's a million Daniels on the planet. Nobody's going to know who we're talking about. It's not like a Daniel thing. Do you remember when he didn't know what the pulp was in orange juice? He didn't know what pulp was in orange juice. Yeah. So he was at someone's house got, for like brunch, brunch times. He had a glass of orange juice with him and everyone looked over and I'm going to try and describe what Daniel was doing. 
he had taken a napkin and like while casually engaging in the conversation with one hand, he had taken a napkin and was scooping pulp out <laughs> and setting it aside. He was scooping pulp oh, out God. with his fingers and a napkin from his glass with the intention of I'm going to drink this once I've scooped all this goop out of it. So we want to clarify also, Daniel is brilliant. He's like a, a master flautist and a chemist and he's very sweet and like nice. But he is just like, there's just some strange knowledge gaps. Knowledge gap is what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. Anyway. So anyway. We assume that the thing is you want your space. You know, yeah, you want some near distance. Yes, exactly. Like, like um, when it, dorm rooms and your first like home, whether that's a house or an apartment or, or whatever it is, it, it's like Superman's Fortress of Solitude. You go there because you want to, like, fucking plug into the crystals and recharge. Yeah, that's where you decompress. Right. And it's not, it, there's so much emotional energy that goes around this. It's not just having your friend over and listening to them vent, which absolutely is emotional energy. But it's also, you have to host. You've got to provide beverages and maybe a snack. And you have to be the one to say, oh, I'm going to bed now. You have to clean up after them and before they get there. You have to clean before they get there. What if you left your apartment a mess that morning and they want to come over right after work or school or whatever? And it's like, shit, I have all that shit laying out. It's going to bother me. And don't, and oh gosh, no matter what, don't ever tell somebody, no, I don't want you to have, no, don't, please don't come over. My my place is a mess because they're just going to say it doesn't bother me. They're going to say, I don't care. Yeah, I care. That's why I said it. As a reason why you couldn't come over. Yeah. I mean, if you want to warn someone about the mess, but still want them to come over, be like, hey, I know you don't care, but I just need to tell you my place is a mess. Still come over. But otherwise, don't mention the mess because they're going to be like, no, I don't mind. I'll help you clean. <laughs> this reminds me of what, So one time I was in the bathroom and I was plucking my unibrow. <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, hey, can I uh, I'm coming in to get some like Kleenex or whatever. Like, are you naked? And I was like, no, I'm doing my eyebrows. And he's like, oh, I don't care. And I'm like, I care. You should not see me like this. It's not even just that. It's just like I, I would like to do this alone. This is a private activity. I'm yanking hairs out of my face with a metal contraption. I'd like some privacy, please. Yeah. Door sh- that's a door shut activity. Like ultimately. This is kind of sim- this is I'm sorry that I'm making this comparison, but ultimately is very similar to me plucking my unibrow, which is it's not stressful for the other person, but it is stressful for me. Yeah. And that's OK. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with my boyfriend at the time or your friend. You love your friend uh, or else you wouldn't have asked us this question. You would just be like, yo, stay out of here. Yeah. Or stop answering. You yes. probably stop answering. Absolutely. Okay, let me hit you with the scenario, Trin. Yes, I'm ready. What if the friend says, after you've used these scripts, you've given the no, you politely kept your distance, and they say, I feel like you're not letting me come over as much anymore. Like, what's going on? Do you not want to hang out? So this is going to be, I think, hard on the asker and not as hard as on the friend, which is exactly what the theme has been this entire time, is that the stress is really within the asker which doesn't make it not real. It doesn't make it not valid. It just makes it internal. So it's something you need to work on yourself. I would just be honest. Just say why. Like, say you did some thinking and you realized that having your space and your home to yourself makes you feel better. And that's it. It's it's not. And if and honestly, I don't think that the, the friend is going to keep asking questions about this. But you can just be really clear. Just stick to your guns. Be honest. Um, I like having my home being private. I've realized that I can relax better when I know that this is my hidey hole. 
you know, and use the word hidey hole. Like nobody, everybody loves the party hole in the hidey hole. Everyone loves the word hidey hole. Yeah. And if there's one thing you get from this episode, it should be that you should start using the phrase hidey hole more often. Right. Like this is my cave. I need to become my bear self and live (laughs) in my cave for a while. Yeah. Also, state what your preferences are. I'd prefer to meet at a coffee shop. Let's get some tea instead. Let's sit out in a park. Yeah. And look at the dogs. Absolutely. These are all very pleasant activities. Or go over to their place. Oh, my gosh. We've never talked about just going over. Why aren't you going to the friend's place? Yeah. What are you be hosted at? Yeah. (laughs) Bring something that that will make a ton of crumbs. So, like, bring just um, get a bag of Wonder Bread and just make it all into toast Mm -hmm. and then dump the whole thing out on their coffee table. Turn the toaster over. That always makes a huge mess. Absolutely. (laughs) Always. If I do that all the time. As if I'm always dumping over toasters. In other people's houses. Make sure that you get some crumbs on the floor and then walk around in your bare feet so that your feet, you know, the moistness picks up the, the dust and then it's all over their apartment. Yeah. Um. Don't wear socks. Never. And walk barefoot over to your friend's house. Yes. <laughs> Trin loves the smell of feet. <laughs> so I feel like we've kind of wrapped this up, which yeah. is like you ask her, you are doing fine. The, what you're asking of your friend, it, you're not asking much of them. You just want to have your home to yourself. You're not saying that they're a bad person. Just have a little bit of perspective that when they ask you to come over, they're not expecting you to say yes, more than likely. And now, after you say no a few times, and if they say what the hell, you know what to say, which is just the truth. Because what you want is not unreasonable. I think you're coming from this at a place thinking that like, oh, God. They're being unreasonable because they're over all the time. And I'm being unreasonable because I want to be alone. Like, neither of you are wrong. You just need to be fully honest with each other. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. And your friend, okay, your friend doesn't want to make you feel bad or impose on you. That's not what they actually want. Yeah. I think that would have been way clearer in the question. (laughs) Yeah. If you were like, and they come over and they don't leave and they stay all night and they turn my toaster over and they never ask they just show up and they break in through the house and and they open all the windows (laughs) (laughs) they set my cat loose on the neighborhood yeah i i think just remember that you're two reasonable people reason with this person as though they are a reasonable person because it's the truth yeah next question next question you're up ah i love reading the questions it's it's just a delight for me I have a new friend who is rather religious and generally tries to stay morally upright. She doesn't swear or drink, and my other friends who don't know her as well sometimes tease her about it. They're gentle for the most part, but I feel like they just call attention to her differences, and it seems to make her a little uncomfortable, even though she's extremely awesome and just kind of laughs it off. When I make group plans with my other friends, they'll sometimes say things like, Why invite her, though? She doesn't drink. She won't have any fun. When I know she'd enjoy seeing everyone regardless. It's frustrating for me because we got really tight super fast, and I wish my other friends could just get to know her like I do. She says she doesn't mind being around people who drink or swear or whatever, although I do try to wash my mouth when we're together because why not? What can I say to help them understand her? What can I do in the moment to support her when people are shitty? Okay. Off the top, I am glad that you see that you have a responsibility to shut down teasing. 
Yes. I'm glad you see that as your role, your job. One, because you brought the new friend into the group and that makes you a host of sorts to ensure that this goes smoothly. And two, because it's the right thing to do. We don't usually say, Trin and I don't usually speak in terms of right and wrong. I would say the world needs more of that impulse. Like you have a sense that someone is uneasy and being teased and you want to end that. The world needs more people who are willing to stick up for other people and say like, hey, that was not cool. Or, hey, that was shitty. Or, hey, are you okay with what they just said? You seem a little uncomfortable. Honestly, if your new friend had asked this question instead of you, one of the first things that we would say is, hey, get some backup. Find somebody who understands you and is sympathetic to you and can help explain that you don't really care if people drink a beer around you. It's just something you don't do. So just go ahead and and do it. Just do it. Just be the backup, which is, uh, you know, the, you, uh, we always say don't put on your cape and tights and save the day. But bolstering somebody else and helping them to feel more comfortable in a group is a reasonable thing to do for a friend. Yes, absolutely. I love that you, you use the word backup because that implies that you're not calling the play here. You're letting your friend, the one who's being what it sounds like lightly teased is what you said, teased yeah. a little. But gently. Most, most of the time is gentle. Most of the time is gentle. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the time it's not. I, I would imagine that. OK, so, you know, we always talk about me being a vegan on this show mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's funny. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it, it kind of helps me um, understand people who are a little different or whatever. So there's gentle teasing of being a vegan that I get all the time that still bugs me because it's so fucking old hat. Like, I'm a meatitarian. Bacon. How how do you live? Mm, I can taste this pig being mad that I murdered him with my mouth. Like shit like that, you know? I know. It's not great, but it happens all the time. And I like I don't I don't care if people are like eating meat. I don't care what people do with their food. It's like whatever. So what I imagine this is like is are you sure you don't want to have this like Tahiti mudslide? Like it's so good. Oh. Got it. Yeah. Like stuff like that. That's the sense you're getting. Global yeah. Teasing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably teasing because they're uncomfortable or don't know how to act around someone that doesn't drink. And like, don't get me wrong. That's not good. That's no. not great that they're teasing because they're uncomfortable. I would say that's not a good impulse that people should not follow. But I guess what the most important thing to determine here is what does your new friend want you to do in this situation? Yeah. Do they want you to put the hammer down and be like, guys, stop. This really impacts her. Or or is she like, I can handle it. Because let's talk a little bit more about the second scenario, because I don't want you to pull this person aside and have a burden of a conversation. Like, let's discuss tactics. What can I do to come off really good here? They don't need a babysitter. Right. They don't need their hand held. Um, if this person doesn't drink, you said they don't drink. They know how to be around people that drink because they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they have never, there, there's almost no scenario, especially if you're in North America, that this person has not been to a party where there's drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like treat her like a friend that has preferences. Right. But you don't need to be like every time, hey, there'll be alcohol at this restaurant because <laughs> she'll be like, yeah, no shit. Or she'll be say, no, of course there will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, there's a big difference between, hey, we're getting together to play beer pong. <laughs> yeah. And, and hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Because, like, um, I don't really want to go to a pig roast. Yeah, totally. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to go to a party that's centered around carving up an animal. Yeah, <laughs> that's a preference. Yeah. But I would be happy to go to, like, a restaurant where people be eating, like, steak or whatever. I'll just get some fucking salad. Yeah. I like that example a lot. 
Like it's just a uh, the this the standard vegan restaurant meal is uh, a a salad with olive oil and a side of fries. Hmm. I've seen you eat that uh, ten thousand times. Yeah. yeah. I actually the good news is I actually both I like both of those foods. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I totally agree with Jen. You don't have to like treat her as though she's in a glass case. You know, she's not going to break if she hears a swear. Um, so I, I, we understand that you said that you uh, you don't swear around her. That's great. That's a really small thing that you can do to make her feel more comfortable. But don't over apologize for yourself either, uh, because, again, she's growing up and being around in, the, in North America and some people swear when they're adults. Um, so she won't shatter if she hears somebody say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay, so Jen, I, I also want to go back to another thing you said, which is uh, the conversation that you have with her. To yeah, ask her how to best support her. Yeah, yeah, ask. Yeah, ask. I did this yesterday with a friend. I privately texted a friend, and we were in a group scenario. And I was like, "Hey, do you need backup on this? Do you want me to say something? What do you think? What can I do to help?" And uh, this is a little play out of Trin's playbook. That's why I did that, and she was extremely grateful. And I, and I took nothing for me to do that. It was like no emotional. It wasn't it was not a big deal. It sounds like I'm patting myself on the back, but I actually want to do the opposite and be like, it is not a huge deal to ask people what they want. I agree. Yeah. Um, gosh, this is my favorite thing. So I had um, a friend I haven't seen in a while, but um, it was the beginning of my my veganism. And we were in a conversation and somebody had said something about like, look, I'm a mutatarian or whatever. And my friend just starts going. Nice. Boo! They just start booing the joke, <laughs> like, and they booed like, it, like they started in the middle of that other person talking, just shouted boo. <laughs> and I love that because it was really funny, first of all, and second, it was just kind of like it just stopped it. Yeah, it, it made it very clear, like this happens all the fucking time. You don't need to do this. You don't need to stick up for yourself, like eating meat, like it, it's whatever. I would boo them. Boo them. It was really funny. I like the booing. I like the booing. I like a the booing. Lot. I'm okay with the booing because you didn't say in here, like, they go out of their way to make her feel bad. Yeah. So I think, Trin, I like your 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 instinct that, like, this isn't like a for real bullying put down situation. Yeah. But, you know, in a way that makes this trickier because this is shit that happens all the time. Like you said, Trin, you get called out on your veganism, <laughs> like, every day. Called out, vegan over here. <laughs> we got a vegan in the house. <laughs> oh, you're like, remember that waiter that was like, oh, you're the one. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. And like, and it's like whatever. Like, yeah. it's, it's like anything else. You decide how much energy you're going to put into that. I'm never going to see that waiter again, so I don't give a shit. Right. But if it was like somebody that I really liked, you'd be like, hey, that that sucked. Don't do that again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. And that's all you have to say. Yep. You know. But uh, so when you provide backup for your friend or even when you ask, um, like it, you could say something like, hey, I notice my friend sometimes like will make a crack about like you not wanting a margarita. Um is it cool if I like help you with that? Like, can I step in and say like, yo, not okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm always, I'm not always, I would say I'm often in favor of saying the thing in the moment. Mm -hmm. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that the only reason why you wouldn't want to do this in the moment is if it's so blatant and it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if it's now a running gag that every, that we're, we're going to try and slip vodka into her water glass or something like that's very different. That's abusive behavior that you need to sit down those friends. Yeah, that is a uh, you have to stop. If yes. you don't, we there's consequences. Right. Um, I, and I don't think that they are crossing this line from the context of the question, but there is a 
there is a scenario where they do cross the line and it tells you a lot about your other friends. Okay, slipping somebody alcohol is giving them drugs they don't want. Slipping somebody um, like meat in their sandwich just to make them do it because it's funny because they're a vegan is abusive behavior. That's violating consent. And I know I honestly, neither of us think that this is the case because we really think you would have said something like that. But just so you know, that's not a joke that says a lot about who they are. Yeah, there's nothing laughable about that. Yeah, that's a shitty choice that they're making and they're choosing to be bad. I'm mad now. I'm mad. (laughs) I'm so mad. I'm mad. Okay, what my goal for answering this question was to give the asker choices and options and like a range of understanding of what they can do. Yeah, we've got some of that. Yeah, I think we did that a little bit because I I don't I can't tell you to be like, hey, you absolutely need to shut down that bully because you didn't you didn't you didn't say your friends are bullies. You said your friends are friends. Yeah. But I also want you to keep an eye out for this shit. I don't want you to like get familiar used to it. Your instincts that you, that make you notice when someone says something that's kind of not cool, good. That's good. That's a good instinct to have. Also, Jen, so you said they're, they're your friends, not bullies. I want to expand on that because the truth is, is that every bully is somebody else's friend. Your friends can be bullies. Right. It's not one or the other. Every bully has a friend that just never called them out on their shitty behavior because it doesn't affect them directly. I, I don't love that, but I love that you said it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some things that can uh, help you kind of like integrate these two friend groups together, essentially. Yeah. So one one thing we want to be super clear is that in your question, you didn't tell us much about the friend other than they're super religious. And we can only assume that because you are so close that you do know that they have a full and complete life outside of the things that make them different from the people that you know. So what are some things that your new friend has in common with your old friends? Like maybe everybody likes Star Trek or Harry Potter. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be nerd things. It could be like, you know, gardening or they think about politics or the human condition very deeply uh, because they have a full life outside of that. The other thing is, is if they don't have any common ground, you can make common ground, like create a situation where you're all together. Go mini golfing and like do stupid poses and take pictures with your Polaroid camera. You can look back on that event and talk about it and go see a movie or watch a movie and talk about it. Now you have a shared experience. Let them make fun of you. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really easy way to bring friend groups together. And just be like, (laughs) have you guys seen this unibrow? I've got to pluck it all the time to try and keep this shit in line. (laughs) That's how my partner and my brother bonded. And at first it annoyed me. I was like, I'm always the butt of these jokes. And then I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. You guys are (laughs) Oh, just, uh, no, I mean, I can't think of anything. Tell right me now. all the hurtful things that your friends say about yeah, you, Jen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It was, it bothered me in the beginning because I had no read in the situation and I was pretty young. But I can see now, like, it was all light teasing. It was in the kind of teasing that that's acceptable. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because the, the longer that you know somebody, and so you know, This is actually a really good example, Jen, because your brother knows you in one entirely different context than your partner does. Yeah. But they know you. Yep. So their common ground is you. And then they have to find how to merge those two viewpoints together and talk. And so they decided to do that by teasing you. They did it at my expense. (laughs) But it's okay because I consented to it. You seem really happy about it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, When I was younger, it did not please me. But uh, it led to us going out 
to a bar and having like a real shared experience. And now they no longer tease me. They talk about that really funny, weird night we had out. I won't get into the details. I guess what I'm saying is put yourself on the chopping block and yeah. let them come at you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, uh, another way to do this. Yeah. Or you could do something else. You can bake pies together. <laughs> Trin's idea is probably better. No, honestly, I don't think either is is worse or or better because I think that ultimately it's trying to do the same thing, which is finding common ground between the two parties and creating some kind of shared experience between the two of them. And whether that's making fun of uh, my shoes or uh, (laughs) (laughs) or baking cookies, uh, those are both good. I like the idea of making something together a lot, you know, because it's you're putting a lot in yourself. It's an experience. Uh, and uh, when you fuck it up, it's way hilarious. Yeah, I'm really into the idea of a shared experience because um, all the times I've tried to get people to bond, I, f- I feel so stupid while I'm doing it. I'm like, hey, you commute to work and you have a car. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Jen, what? <laughs> but but if you're like mini golfing or or taking a class, a cooking class together or doing something that like the focus isn't necessarily on like talking at each other, I think that really Makes it easier. Do Habitat for Humanity together. Trin and I did that. It was awesome. We didn't do it to bond. We We, already bonded. We already pretty bonded. But it made it bond. But we bonded more. I bonded a little bit with John, with your partner, John. I know. That was so sweet. It was great. We we, would like picked up um, the siding together and like we like, John and I were like, uh, okay, we'll do these in this order and then we'll we'll put them down. We got very foreman about it. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because you both come from construction families. We do. And uh, while this was happening, I was standing off to the side, quietly freaking out, like, my friends are talking. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very good time. It was a great day. So I think, I think that's all of it because it's, one, don't treat your friend like Snow White in the glass coffin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, she's, she's a big girl. She yeah. can take care of herself. But also, like, it's cool to bolster your friends and back them up and make them feel comfortable. And that can start with a conversation. Like, almost any other solution in the world, it starts with a conversation. Yeah. Recognize where the line is and make sure your friends aren't crossing it into being abusive or or harassing. Um, We think that you are smart enough and thoughtful enough to know where that line is, just based on your question. Just double check yourself. And three, bake a pie. And bake a pie. Have a group by pie baking night. Friendship pie. It's my favorite kind. That's really cute. It sounds delicious. My favorite flavor. (laughs) Friendship. (laughs) My favorite flavor is friendship should be our uh, uh, side podcast. Yeah. Where we bake something new every week. Yeah. And like Trin just eats her beans. (laughs) I just eat my... See, that's an example of light teasing. It is. (laughs) I love legumes. Okay, guys. Well, anyway, this has been Friendshipping. With Jen and Trin. You can follow us on Twitter at Do Friendship. You can email us. Email. Email us questions. Uh, and it, honestly, just email us to say hi if you'd like. And Jen can handle it. I'll probably respond in seven to 18 days, but I will respond. I need, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start getting in that inbox, too. Trin, after. I cannot overstate that you do not need to do that. So, so okay. Unless you truly want to, but please don't feel like I am, like, doing a ton of work. <laughs> I'm, like, answering an email a week. It's not a big deal. I think that... Every listener can take a good uh, lesson from you being honest and funny about my because uh, I, I, so I basically expressed a stressor to you. I was afraid that you were overworked and you were like, "Nah, don't worry about it. This is the reality. We had a good friendship in question just now from me. <laughs> 
Uh, Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our theme song. Thank you to Alex Cox for dealing with our garbage. And thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all of our design work. This has been Friendshipping. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem.